Yo, it's your girl, DJ Narc. What's going on? Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Let's get to it. We're going to talk about this motherfucker, huh? Hmm. I have realized something about myself. If you got it, drink it. If you got it, smoke it. Ceremonial tobacco over here. Whatever floats your boat over there. Now, now, now. A few things before we start. If it sounds like I'm yelling, it's because I am. I don't know where my Bluetooth speaker is, which is odd because it's gigantic. But in this fight club of a house, I have managed to lose it. And now I've got the phone propped up a good ways away from me. It's kind of like being at a dinner party at my house. Welcome. <laughs> so there's that. And I've also noticed that it is only when I am pushed by other deadlines into some sort of semblance of order that I begin to rebel against that order and my truest and best thoughts come out. Let me reiterate. It feels as if it is only until time and obligation come together to form some sort of order in my life that the chaos within me reacts to it and I have these moments of clarity within that chaos where I go, aha, there's the epiphany I was waiting for. So let's talk about this dude. I don't know his name and I don't care. Uh, I think the name of the podcast is Fresh and Fit. And as it turns out, there are many, many women much smarter than me, I'm sure, who have already spoken about them and already spoken about their podcast and what they seem to be doing. So one, I would like to start with, that's pleasantly surprising. I'm really glad that at least in the podcast forum, unlike TV and movie, TV and film, um, women have from the onset begun to push back. That's really impressive and it gives me a lot of hope and it gives me a lot of pride in being a woman. So yay. Good for us and we should continue to not only carve out uh, i don't like this whole like carve out a niche for yourself thing i get it how it kind of works in the localized market of social media and the internet but no <laughs> because if we're all just carving out our own niches and making this kind of swiss cheese of it um the cohesion the solidarity we need to have to push back against stuff like what we're going to be talking about today doesn't exist um, and people really, when they pigeonhole themselves in any way, I'm just completely against the whole thing. But again, you're talking to someone who has very mercurial placements. Good. So. If you don't as a collective push back, if you become so involved in your own little niche that the collective Mm, all that means to you is all the other people who make shit with resin. You know what I mean? Then female solidarity becomes very difficult. And as we know, historically, as new platforms become available to us, they have, in fact, monetarily been dominated by women. But in terms of the ethics and the judgment and the tone and, and, and in fact, the power structure, it's men. So once again, there is this proliferation of jobs and opportunities 
that are open to women, but somehow are still gatekept by men. Be it social media giants or <clears throat> online, you know, specialized porn or online sex work, whatever it is, okay? So it's nice to see that there is an industry-wide, it seems, pushback against the fuckery that men have brought with them into every other medium that they have touched. Now, let's start there. Is it surprising that men behave the way they do? No. If you had all the power and all the control, you'd say stupid shit like this too. Because when you have all the power and all the control, it makes you narrow-minded. You lose sight of the bigger picture. The thing that's so magical about the round table and Arthur and the Knights, aside from it being an allegory for like the Ark and everything, it's the fact that you have this 360 perspective on a situation. You have enough people sitting around a table together that anything that you're missing or your biases or your upbringing, your programming isn't letting you see, there's 12, 13 other people sitting here. One of them is going to catch it, right? But when you have all the power and the control, you don't need a round table. That's what was so fascinating about Camelot. And Arthur didn't need to have, do that. He just understood that he was stronger by doing that. Again, that being an allegory. So now there's no need for there to be any sort of rounded perspective. You're either a man or you're one of them. And them could be queer, trans, gay, female, identifies as female, everything that's not cisgender straight men is then qualified as them. And them, in the mind of the cisgendered straight man, well, they, they don't really count. They're commodities and opportunities. They're useful tools, but they have no power. And anytime any one of those groups begins to get any power, cisgendered men, especially the straight white ones, will find a way to infiltrate that minority that may be gaining any sort of traction or power and quickly rise to the top of it. Because that's how you keep yourself in power. Anyone in any capacity who begins to display any amount of power must be summarily taken over, conquered. Is this sounding familiar? And publicly made a display of. And so can you blame these podcasters? You know, there was a time when we used to think that Joe Budden was the most toxic shit out there. And I remember you can go back to these podcasts and, and you can go back to the time where I know he thought that I was being hard on him. But what was I saying? The shit that you guys, you're not doing it yourself, but the shit that you guys are opening the door to is really fucking toxic. You're an alpha male. You're talking about shit that's bordering on going too far. These fucking betas that listen to you are going to take the shit you're saying and they're going to fucking betify it. 
They're gonna make it a million times more fucking innocuous, but more cruel, more fucking pointless, right? Until they come up with some fucking toxic milkshake of mommy issues that they were never breastfed. And it'll all be done under the direction of that one stupid fucking comment that you keep fucking making about women being objects that you pay for. Remember when I got got on him about that? And even y'all were like being a little hard on Joe Budden. No, no, because this is what men do. They look to other men to take the lead. This is how men are. This is why men think that women are always fucking fighting with, you, with each other. No, we're not all fighting with each other. We're leaders. You fucking assholes. You fucking weaklings. We're leaders. When you get a bunch of leaders together, sometimes shit goes a little bit left. <laughs> we're not a bunch of fucking followers who notice that one bitch seems to have her life together just a little bit more than me. Yeah, you know I mean, y'all motherfuckers start following somebody because he has a car you like. Like, y'all get in line and tuck your tail between your legs so fucking quick. So fucking quick and over dumb shit. Like, that dude has a Maserati. He's cooler than me. I'll sit in your passenger side on the left hand side trying to holler at me, you motherfuckers, right? Women are not like. This. this is why y'all think we fight with each other all the time because a bitch could have everything together but listen let me tell you something sweetheart you don't need to come over here with that you could have all of that together i see you i appreciate you but don't fucking for a second thing that you could bring that shit over here and then i'm gonna fall into some kind of fucking imaginary line that you've created and be like yeah you the bitch no i'm the bitch all right so you stay over here and listen, inter-interrelated inter, inter but independent city-states. This is my motto on everything in life, okay? Just call me ancient Greek and let's leave it at that. Interdependent but, but independent, interrelated but independent city-states. That's it. That's it. I'm Athens. Let's continue. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, we don't need to all wear the same thing. We don't need to all, well, some of us, mm, we'll get into that too. We'll get into the type of bitches that they have on these podcasts too, but we'll get into that in a second because we're not trying to judge them. We're just going to point some stuff out. But have you seen that trend on TikTok and on Instagram, Instagram, which is just a, basically a way for people to repost shit from TikTok because y'all just are missing life? Okay um you seen that trend where they make all the guys wear the same shirt and all these fucking idiots they all start laughing when they see each other oh i remember saying the same shirt oh my god my brother's wearing the same oh my god my uncle's wearing the whoa dad they got you the shirt too oh no way and it's like a bunch of guys in the same flannel shirt okay first of all get ready for every wannabe group of indian white people you know those indian groups of friends you know that all want to be white that would do anything to be white that are dying to be white that act white in every way they act more white than white people even white people are like yo can you chill the fuck out right can you get with it a little bit those indian people get ready for that plaid shirt moment to be relived tiktoked and reeled in all the we wish we were white communities all over America that also happen to be South Asian. Do you understand me? 
Fucking write it down. Because I called in now. Because I called in now. So when these bitch ass dudes start doing this. <laughs> when they start doing this. Because not for a second. Don't think for a second these motherfuckers are going to be happy about it. They're going to do it because white people are doing it. And they're going to do it because white people seem to be getting such a kick out of it. So they're going to be like, we're going to do it too because we're almost white. No, you're not. Um, but if you look at Daisy clothing, you'll see that these motherfuckers never want to look like each other. These motherfuckers are peacocks. They all want to stick out. They don't want to look nothing like each other. But watch. Come Christmas time. Watch, watch, watch. Watch how all these Indian dudes are going to do this trend. Because, because why? Because white guys do it. And why do white guys do it? Because white guys like to fall in line. White guys are those, you know, chimpanzees who are like, who's the alpha? Who's the alpha? Who's the alpha? You're the alpha. Okay, we follow you. You know, the bonobos, that's a different creature. The bonobos is like, I don't need to follow anyone. I want to fuck. Do you want to fuck me? Cool. Do you want to fuck me? Cool. Listen, if y'all can't get along, and if y'all can't accept the fact that I'm going to fuck you and you, you could both go do whatever you want. I will find two other bitches, or two other dudes, or three other dudes, or five other bitches. Like, you don't need to be doing what I'm doing, but this is what I'm doing. You want to fight? I don't want to fight. I got mad bitches to fuck. Go find something else to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Chimpanzees are the ones that create war parties and go fucking kill other chimps for no reason. Like, all this stuff. White guys love falling in line. It's a Neanderthal thing. It comes from, like, chimpanzees. They love finding the alpha. That's why they love sports. They love teams. They love wearing the same thing. Because somehow, listen, follow me here. If the alpha is wearing the uniform or the plaid shirt, and you're also wearing the uniform and the plaid shirt, then do you see how you're a derivative of his power, which is all you really want? What you really want in life is to suck that dude's dick. Do you understand? You are being programmed. That's what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. You are being programmed from birth to want the attention, affection, and influence of that alpha male in whatever surrounding you put yourself in, whether it's your dad, your coach, your priest, your, I know that's a touchy subject, your whatever it is, okay? I'm not saying what you think I'm saying. I was just making a joke. Things can still be funny if they're horribly tragic. Okay. And if that and if like that doesn't make sense to you as a concept, you should probably stop now because you're just going to get more and more offended. Okay, so what they're being trained to be is to seek the approval of and be just like and want that pat on the back from and emulate to the nth degree this alpha male that they've either been told by Hollywood or sporting or whatever like genre they're into that this is the guy to be. And then they kind of live off of emulating that guy, listening to music like that guy, listening to that guy's advice about dating, uh, dressing like that guy, you know, uh, talking to girls like that guy, trying to date girls like that guy, trying to live like that guy, because that is the pinnacle of what they see as, you know, the apex of, it's, it's the apex of success for what they consider a man. But what they're not realizing is that this process is actually turning them into kind of worshipers. They're, be, they're suffering from this like extreme form of hero worship. And, because, and it makes sense. You know, you really want to be this guy, which is normal in every culture. But in all of those cultures, ancient cultures and, and, and still some cultures remaining now, you are given the chance to become the equal of that man through a... Um, rite of passage ritual 
So what we've done is, and Joseph Campbell talked at length about this, what we've done is we've subtracted. Oh, you thought this was just going to be me ranting about bullshit? Oh, that's what you thought? Hang in. Okay, so what you're doing is you're retaining the alpha structure, the pyramid, the power pyramid, right? And that's fine, and it has worked for a very long time. So those of you who are up until now, yeah, but it's always been like that, and bro, okay, hold on. But in all of those cultures, an avenue was presented to young boys where they could go from hero worship and adulation of the alpha to being amongst the alphas and in the ranks of the alphas. Now, they may not have become the alpha of the alphas, but they were inducted into a group in which that alpha is an equal. So they can go from worshipers of the hero to comrades of the hero and therefore opening a pathway for themselves to one day also become a hero, therefore facilitating their hero's journey, which is just as we know, a journey towards self-actualization that if people do not take, they remain infantile or to be the most generous puerile. Now, does that explain to you? Why these podcasts and all these men saying all this dumb shit exists? Because you think I'm, I'm over here saying that it somehow is related to women, but it's absolutely not. This has nothing to do with women. This has nothing at all to do with women in any way whatsoever. What you've done is you've robbed children, young boys of the thing that's supposed to symbolically sear itself on their consciousness as a point, a reason, a benchmark, a, 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 a realization of their puberty. That puberty is not tied to some sort of ritual that then explains to you that now you must behave like a man. You cannot continue to worship this alpha. Now you must be this alpha yourself. Here the door is open to you. What you have done, you have sealed that door shut and you have welded it. You have painted over it. You have drywalled over it. The door is no more. And so what you have is a bunch of boys with a lot of testosterone and a lot of drive and all those things that make men fucking wonderful and amazing and fun to be around. And you've locked them in a room with no door. If they knew where the door was, maybe they could break it down. But they don't. They don't even know what the fucking door is. So they're just in there like bumper cars, bumping into each other, bumping into each other, right? And the men at the top of the power pyramids love this. Because they're not thinking about the future, not even of their own institutions, not even look at what the Catholic Church did, it cannibalized itself. They're not even thinking about the future health of their own institutions. They're thinking just solely about their own personal power. They don't care if the power structure falls apart or if there's no one to lead after they're gone. I mean, am I wrong? Is Tom Cruise looking for a successor? Because I bet you he ain't. Drink something. Mm. I'm drinking iced Americano. <laughs> now I just like saying it. Now it's become like a meme because of the Gemini video. I love that we become memes. Don't you think it's funny like how amazing we are like as a family? <laughs> I love just throwing that in there because it's so incredible. Because like I love the size of us. Like we're so intimate but we're like huge but also so intimate. 
You know what I mean? Like, people just don't get us. We're so cool. <laughs> yes, all of that comes with the ice Americano sip. Can you believe? <laughs> okay, let's continue. So, what has happened is some men, okay, some men got put in a position where they didn't have a puberty ritual. They didn't have a rite of passage. They were just in the fucking war zone. The war zone can become your rite of passage. That's why you see legitimately so many good men of color. That's not a narrative you hear a lot, but it exists. It's real. Men of color have been through the shit. Whether it's the black men in America or the Arab men in America or anyone in between or the or the Latin uh, Latinx population or the, like just 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 men of color <laughs> their rite of passage has been just modern day life. The cruelty, the inequity, the jungle that they have been born into. In many ways, I've said this since I was a kid, in many ways, I don't understand why you call New York the jungle. In many ways, New York is way more dangerous than the jungle. The jungle has rules. (laughs) Animals have rules. Animals don't tend to stray from their programming, it seems like. New York? New York is not a fucking jungle. New York is a zoo. Where the animals got out. (laughs) There's no fucking rules because the animals are from all over the world. They're not all from the same fucking ecosystem. Because if they were, they would find a way to all fall in line. Just like they do in the little pockets. You got a little India, everyone's falling in line an Indian way. You go to, you know, the Hispanic neighbors, everyone's falling in line the Dominican way. You go in the Haitian neighbors, everyone's falling in line the Haitian way. Like, like, you know, but, but let's be real. Those are all different jungles. And now we're all in the same, a melting pot. No, it's a zoo. It's a zoo where all the gates have been opened. And then, you know, whoever was supposed to be running with the judge were like, you know what? My bad. It's Jurassic Park. New York is Jurassic Park. The dinosaurs took over. Nobody can do anything. So it's just like, everyone's just like, wow, what do we do? Should we go visit and, and, and press our luck? Or should we just watch from afar? Because it's a motherfucking movie. That's, that's New York. I don't know why it was important to say that right now, but it was. So just, you know, <laughs> go with it. Okay, now I'm walking over here, so that's why it sounds different. I'm going over here and grabbing this flat white. Why do I have a thing for Australian coffees and pastries all of a sudden? <laughs> that's an inside joke. Okay, so. Mm. Yums, yums, yums. Okay. Listen, yes, let's get back to the point. The ritual, the rite of passage is the poverty, the inequity, that all of it. You survive and you become a man. And that doesn't mean you're safe by any means, but you are a man. Or you die. 
Now, the population that has been robbed of this is men of color who are of privilege, men of color who have been raised around white people, namely white men, and white men themselves, whether they are gay or straight. Not talking about queer, trans, it's different. But gay, straight, gay and straight white men, mm. and the men of color who have been raised around them. What has happened to those men of color is that they have also been robbed of their right of passage. They also don't know where the door to manhood is. So when we legitimately observe them and we can make the very keen observation that they are not men, you know, what you're doing is you're speaking into a room where there's no door and there's all these men that are just jacked on hormones and testosterone and they, and they want to fall into a power structure really, really bad. So what they're going to do is they hear us saying, you're not men, you're not men. And they kind of know it too. And they don't know where the door is. There's no door. There's just walls. There's no fucking door. Right? The media, everything. It's, it's, the door is sealed over. There's just walls. So of course it's really frustrating to them to the point of they feel murderous towards us when we're kind of like, you know, from, from the cheap seats way up high, looking down into this room with no doors, but we can see, you know, there's no roof on it. We can see right through right, right into it. And we're like, you're not men, you're not men. And I must imagine that there's a lot of frustration there. Like, yeah, we know, but where's the fucking door? I would love to be a man. Why did you guys wall the fucking door over? Psychologically for a boy to go through puberty and not have some sort of spiritual explanation or at least ritual to tie it to is very detrimental. You think that society since the beginning of time have been doing that shit just because? A woman's rite of passage, it happens whether she wants it to happen or not. All of a sudden that bitch's body goes crazy and that bitch starts bleeding. And you're just like, oops, I guess I'm a woman now. Men need an external ritual to carry them over that spiritual bridge between a boy and a man. That is a spiritual bridge that you must cross. And you can only cross it if you are made of some very strong stuff. And the person themselves has to, you know, know, like I'm doing this and this is hard and I'm made of strong stuff and I'm going to get through it and I'm going to become a man. And if that psychological, spiritual, psycho, 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 you know, spiritual, whatever the fuck you want to call it, if that thing that people have been doing in communities all over the world, regardless of belief or culture or religion or color, geography, if that thing that every culture has known since ancient times must happen for boys to become healthy men, if that integral part of their development is not only taken from them, but erased, what do you think they're going to do? These podcasts are just men in that room without walls screaming at the top of their lungs. They're asking for help. What more could he be doing by being that obvious? If you're sitting there screaming at the top of your lungs, insecure, insecure. Oh, I hear you. You don't know what the fuck is going on. 
your genetics, your epigenetics are like any day now, grandpa's gonna show up with the knife and the scarring ritual and the fire and we're all gonna dance and we're gonna do this. Listen, your subconscious has not adjusted to a fucking iPhone. Your fucking subconscious doesn't know what a fucking podcast is. The reason you guys are like, yo, when you when we listen to your pod, it feels like I'm talking to you, is because that's what your fucking subconscious thinks that is happening. It thinks we're having a conversation. The reason I'm good at reading these cards is because 12th house. 12th house, Jupiter and Sun, subconscious. I live there. I'm talking to your subconscious. Of course it feels like a fucking conversation. Because the part of you that I'm talking to doesn't understand what the fuck technology is. You understand what I'm saying? I try to even keep my shit. I don't know if you ever noticed, but I try to keep my shit like outside of time. A lot of the shit you listen to that I say, you could be in any time period and you'd be like, yeah, that bitch has a point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if someone in like ancient Greece could hear some of the shit I say, they'd be like, mm, no, she right. Like, there's not too much in there that would date it, is what I'm trying to say. And I think that's the mark of any real uh, intellectual discourse. Anyway, that's the subject for another time, yeah? So, these men, these podcasts, it's just screams. It's like agony. It's, it's help me. What's going on? I... My genetics and my epigenetics and my ancestors, my DNA, everything is telling me that there's supposed to be a door here and I walk through it and then all the other men in my community who've also gone through this thing, they all pat me on the back and I get like, you know, a thing or money or a scar or a trophy or a belt or some shit, you know, or they cut my hair, they shave my hair, they cut part of my dick off, whatever they're going to do, they're going to do it and then I'm going to be like, hey, yo, I'm a man. And then after that, every time I try to do some fuck shit, every time I try to think some fuck shit, every time I try to say some fuck shit, there's going to be a whole group of people who also identify like me. Look, we're all men. We're all the same. Like, don't you do some stupid shit. You can have that weight hanging on you, that obligation that you have to be a man. You went through this thing. You see the scars on my face. You see this thing that I have. You see the money in my pocket. I got it when I became a man. You know how guys, like, it used to happen with uh, in the 50s. Guys, men used to do it with their sons, with buying them a car. My dad got me a car. Right? Because you're a man now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like uh, back in the day, buying a buying a man a horse. Now, now you, a boy gets a horse. Now you're, now you're a man. In certain parts of the country, it's now, you, now you learn how to shoot a gun. You know? Now you're a man. Like, these things, even the ones that Americans had created for themselves when there was this vacuum of culture when they first got here and they couldn't you know transplant all their traditions because many of the traditions that have to do with creating a man out of a boy that have to do with community so if you're the only settler family from fucking croatia or whatever you know settling in the new world or like the only irish family for 200 miles it's going to be hard to put that kid through whatever ritual that's why religion becomes really important it becomes the vehicle of how to keep that kind of um cohesion with what you used to be, right? Because it's so important because how else are you going to perform these rituals and how else are you going to lead boys down that path that is so terrifying? You know, I like the the, the approach that certain cultures take. This, this thing is terrifying, so we're gonna make it even more terrifying. We're gonna make, listen to this, we're gonna make this, the, the physical experience that we're going to put you through of becoming a man so scary that maybe you'll forget that the existential journey you're taking with us right now is a million times more frightening 
getting your face scarred, getting your foreskin cut off, these things may seem extreme, but they are nothing compared to the commitment and the existential dread that a boy must feel as he stands on the precipice of becoming a man. Becoming a man is a spiritual ascension. It is not something you just are. And it requires a lot of fucking guts. So I like the approach that a lot of cultures take, that we're going to scare you. You're going to think the thing that's happening to you right now is so terrifying. It's like making someone hold an ice cube in their hand so they don't feel the toothache. You know what I mean? It's like, um, okay, this is something that I would do, but maybe it's like, it's like slapping someone really hard before you rip off a bandage that you know is going to really hurt. Are you the, am I the only person that does that? Okay. Yeah, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, they're doing something that seems monstrous to the child because they're kind of trying to be like, hey, look here, look here, look over here, like you do with an infant, because they don't want the kid to look the other way and be like, holy fucking shit, this is the road I have to walk down. This road is fucking difficult as hell. I don't know if I want to do this. So they kind of have to scare them so bad that the thing that's actually truly terrifying is is just so much um a thought because the material you get tied down into the material look you're being scarred look your dick's being cut off like these things you know they tie you into the material so much that you forget that there is this much larger looming dread of now you got to step up and 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 take control right so what we're listening to this echo chamber in the podcast world of these type of men and the advice that they give what we're actually listening to is the little lord of the flies um scenarios that are being created within that locked within that room with no doors right they're they're making their own little mini pyramid power structures because nobody's letting them out and so they have this natural need to become men, but they robbed of the ritual, they're robbed of their ancestors, they're robbed of their elders who will show them the way. So now they start making up their own shit. But they're only making up their own shit based on the, the little room that they're in. They're in a fishbowl, they don't know anything else, right? So what you're hearing come out of that is like, you know, men treat me like I'm a bitch, but you're a little boy. We're not treating you like you're a bitch. We're treating you like you're a little boy because that's what you are. But that makes me really mad. Well, it, it does make boys mad when you treat them like boys. Because you're a little men in waiting. And of course, it hurts your little pride and your little heart. And I get that. But I can't treat you like a man. Because that would be handing over into your possession something that you are not equipped to handle. You will break it. If I treat you like a man, you will either break me or you will break yourself. And in most cases, you'll break both of us because you are not in any way neither equipped, experienced, or educated in how to handle the responsibility I would be putting on you if I were to treat you like a man. What the boys stuck in that room think is that treat, being treated like a man means that she's gonna talk to me a certain way and she's not gonna fuck nobody else. And yes, in the most cursory sense, sure you could say that, but that also shows you that the bar again is in hell but being a man is about a lot more than that. You know, I'm I'm trusting you now. You think I, I'm a man, treat me like a man. You think that means like talk to me nice. Uh, yeah, of course, I'll talk to you nice. But also I'm trusting you with my life now. You're a man, right? Okay, well, I'm going to wear six inch heels the next time we go out. 
Because you're a man, right? You can handle it if something happens? Because you're a man, right? Okay, well, I don't feel like working for the next six months if I don't want to. Are you a man? Can you handle that? Because a man could handle that. Now, what you're hearing, again, from inside this echo chamber is, men shouldn't have to do that. Not for hoes. Not for hoes. Men shouldn't have to do that for hoes. Well, first of all, you're having a conversation that you're not even a part of. You're not men. You're boys in waiting. If any of your elders had any pity or compassion, they would let you out of that room long enough to show you how they're living. Because all those guys who have taught, who left you alone in here, so you came up with your own little rules, the men that abandoned you, they're out there living their lives. And they're macking on these bitches, and they don't treat them the way you say. They're the type that mad hoes are sitting at home for six months because they don't want to work. You understand what I'm saying? You may see flashes against the walls in this room of what goes on in the outside, and you may think that you're one of those men and that you're entitled to those same privileges. But that's where we come up against the harsh realities of the material world. You can tell me all you want whether you've just come up with a very um, smart metaphor and that's all it really is. No, no, it's a lot more than that because it can be backed up by the material world. If you were a man, you would have your shit together. If you had your shit together, you would only ever be bumping into quality females because you have your shit together. And guess what? People who have their shit together, they seem to only end up in places with other people who have their shit together because people who have their shit together kind of all do the same thing. They wake up early, they work out, they eat well, they work a lot, they dress well, they like spending money on themselves, they like going places. Sure, there may be a self-hating, really successful bitch in there somewhere. I'll, I'll grant you that. But the chances of that person getting worked up enough to be screaming into a microphone that there are no quality bitches and he's not going to pay 200000 for a used Lamborghini. This man has never been to a Lamborghini dealership. This man has never looked at the tag on a Lamborghini. He has no idea what the ticket price is, like sticker price is, nothing, nothing. This man has no, I would be surprised if he could pick a Lamborghini out of a lineup. I'm sure that this is the type of motherfucker who thinks a Ferrari is a Lamborghini, first of all. Because if you actually were going to compare a woman to a car, why would you compare it to the flyest car on the planet? The car that you all want. Like you're giving yourself away even in your own analogies. And by the way, if you had 200 racks to spend on a used Lamborghini and someone actually like allowed you to buy one, you would be running there. That's, so it's a two-pronged attack. Okay, first of all, you would never touch the Lamborghini or that kind of money. Second of all, you're on here screaming about how you would never, but we all know that you would. You would beg, borrow, and steal to buy that Lamborghini. The bitches that you're trying to tell that they ain't shit are the bitches that you would give your life over to fuck. You would sell your soul to hit. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it's really obvious. Because, once again, we're looking from this elevated position because we don't have these issues. I mean, men have tried. You have tried to wall that. You have tried to put us in that room as well, of our own. All walls, no door. Yeah, you tried that with us too. It was called the 80s. 
all those bleach blonde women with no hips and no boobs that kind of just look like dudes. Yeah, you tried it. No, 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 you tried it. You, you still kind of promote that as being the epitome of wealth. Someone super blonde, no boobs, no ass, no hips, no meat on her whatsoever, the skinnier, the richer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see you. You're still doing that. You put us in that room for sure. For sure. And there's a couple of generations of us too that are completely fucked by it. But then you know what happened? I'm going to be very real with you. You know what happened? Black women. <laughs> Black women were like, yeah, no. Right? And then Indian women were like, yeah, it's true, no. Right? And Caribbean women were like, we've been trying to tell you no. This is all bullshit. Like, what happened was women of color. A couple of couple of generations of women of color that got taken in by the 80s thing because it was so extreme. We were just locked in that room, running around, ah, ah, let us out, let us out. Oh my God, do we have to be like this forever? Oh my God. Oh my God, we have to be little girls. We have to be blonde little girls with no boobs and no eyes. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, help us. They love keeping us in that room. And there's still a lot of white women locked in that room, just by the way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a lot of white wine in there though. So there's a lot less Lord of the Flies shit going on. There's a lot less power structures and just a lot more... Oh God, I don't know how else to say it. Just bitterness and disease. There's a lot of that still. There's a lot of there's a lot of girls who never became women and who are actively ruining any chance they have at womanhood still locked in those rooms. But unfortunately, it's mainly only white women now because all the other groups of women have empowered themselves. Either they've reached back far enough into their lineage or history that they know, and they've touch some center of power or the line was unbroken to begin with either they found it because it was always there or they always knew it was there and that line is just impossible to cut no matter what you do you will never ever ever be able to take from a woman of color that she is a woman of color you may be able to deceive her. You may be able to make her hate herself. But never will that person of color stagnate and not develop from girl to woman. Our cultures, the way they're set up, the way our communities are set up, what is expected of us, all of it, it just will not allow it. But Hollywood has tried. The music industry has tried. The porn industry is still actively trying. Right? They will throw anything at you to jerk off to instead of what would just be sex. You want to know how you know porn is evil? And that's what I said. And yes, that's what I mean. It's... Not the people who are in porn. This is the same way I feel war is evil, but I would never say anything bad about soldiers. Same thing. Porn is evil. I'm not talking about sex workers. Relax yourself. I know you're doing what you're doing for whatever reasons you're doing it, and honestly, who the fuck am I to judge? But porn? Yeah, porn's evil. Why is there no love in porn? How come porn aren't like romance movies, like romantic movies? I mean, it's about sex, right? That's what you want, sex, right? Oh, is it not about sex? 
Because if I said that to a guy, they'd be like, no, 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 I don't want to see all that. Oh, you don't want to see all that? So you don't want to see them fall in love. Well, why would I want to see them fall in love? Okay, so what do you want to see? I want to see them having sex. But they're having sex because they like each other. Do you watch porn where people have sex because they like each other? No. What do you mean, like, like each other? So what do you want to see exactly? You just want to see a woman get fucked. So violence. No, because there's no feeling behind it. There's no connection. You don't care about the feeling. You don't care about the connection. You actually get off more on the porn where it's like someone super random, like a cable guy or a driver or a waiter or someone on the train or something, raping a girl. That, the more anonymous, the less connection the more it gets you off. So it's about violence, right? So what you're now getting is this room, okay, where the guys can't get out. They don't even know there is a door. They don't even know there used to be a ritual. They don't even know they're not men. They don't even know anymore that they're locked in a room. And into this closed ecosystem is being pumped this infantilized evil that is pornography. You are force feeding them with tubes down their throats. Video after video of women being assaulted with toys, with weapons, electrocuted, gang raped, raped, snuffed. You are force feeding these boys incest, molestation, stepdaughter shit, right? Molestation, straight up sexual molestation. You are feeding them videos of girls who have been trafficked at 13, 14. You are feeding them, force feeding them crimes on camera. And here we are wondering, after seeing all that, why they're behaving the way they are. It comes back to that test they did with that doll, right? The doll where you punch it and it comes back up. The kids who weren't showing anything, they went in there and started playing with a nice, played with a nice, it would fall over and they'd be like, oh my God, it comes back up, yay. The kids that watched the video of the doll getting punched, they all went in there and punched the shit out of that thing. Because <laughs> it comes right back up, baby. What do you think is actually happening? These boys, they're just an indicator of what's going on underneath. Of the monster that they are just little tiny pinpricks of. The thing that lies underneath this is so nefarious. It is evil to its core. And it has these boys by the throat. And they don't even know it. The best part is, is that the thing that's holding them by the throat, they think is their salvation. 
they think it's the road out. If we can make women completely into objects, we'll be free of them. No, you won't. You guys can't even get it over being obsessed with your fucking motorcycles and your cars. The more you turn women into objects, the more you obsess over them, you dumb fucks. If you could see her as a normal three-dimensional person, you could probably fall in and out of love with her without being a fucking nuisance. But you guys turn women into objects so you can obsess over them, so you can attach all sorts of weird obsessions to them because they're a thing. They're not a living, changing, breathing, evolving person who might not be the same. You can obsess over something like that changes like the tide of the water. You want to obsess over something that is inert. So you have to turn women into something inert so you can fucking obsess over them. Bringing us right back to the fucking point, which is you want to fucking possess us. And the reason you want to fucking possess us is because you are followers and we are fucking leaders. And it makes you get off thinking that maybe you could have a fucking undercover leader in your fucking camp and no one would know and you could take all the fucking glory. And when we don't let you fucking do that and run around and fuck whoever you want, you get pissed and you start crying and screaming on TV and in these fucking podcast microphones. But all you're really doing is saying, y'all are dope, y'all are the leaders, we can't live without you, we want you so bad, it's fucking killing us, we're kicking and screaming, please mommy pay attention to me. And we're all going, we don't want to mother you. No, mom is not going to give you attention, this is your father's job. Your father was supposed to turn you into a man, and he hasn't. Our job is to look to these older men who are fucking feeding these young boys and say shame on you it's the kevin samuels of the, these motherfuckers these fucking dinosaurs that we need to be coming for their neck because these boys are a result of this toxic elder community that was rejected that couldn't make it that was too bad looking to make it i'm gonna just keep it real it's those men, because the other men who are well-adjusted and normal, they're living their lives, they don't have time to do this bullshit. It's the bitter, it's the unsuccessful, it's the failures who are now feeding these boys stuck in this fucking prison. Telling them what, 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 you know, what's going on on the outside. They, Kevin Samuels is not accurate about what's going on out here, boys. It's not like that at all. And I guarantee you, Kevin Samuels would fucking turn to dust in front of any woman who had an IQ of more than like, I don't know, 50. <laughs> like, none of his arguments make sense. None of these arguments make sense. That's why it's important to make the much more metaphysical argument, which I think I've done. Right? So this is a way not to insult their pride, although I'm sure every insult who listens to this will be deeply wounded by it. But there's no insulting, there's nothing insulting about this. This is straight facts. This is what has happened to you. You have been hijacked as a species and you are being poisoned and imprisoned. And it's making you hate us because that's exactly what it's meant to do. Because as long as there is no unity between you and us, nothing can happen. This divide and conquer thing applies more to men and women than it does to anybody else. If we got along, these motherfuckers have no power whatsoever. You understand that, right? And you think somehow because the people in power are men and you're men, that somehow y'all are on the same team, but I hate to break it to you. They don't give a fuck about you just like they don't give a fuck about us. Think about that for a second. 
the people at the very top of this shit, they see you just like they see us. You know how you're just like, oh, that's just another fucking woman? That's how they see you too, by the way, buddy. So you would do well to come over here with the rest of us and fucking learn how to get along and present a united front. Because otherwise, I'm telling you, these people at the top, they're going to eat you alive. And they're going to eat y'all first. Don't forget, y'all the ones that get sent to war. Y'all the ones that end up on the front lines. Y'all the ones that get put into the fucking meat grinder first. I would think that you would be a lot more concerned about your well-being. I'd be, I, I would think that you would want to make alliances. I would think that you would want to cooperate with us. Because we've been in the trenches a long time, baby. We could help you out. You just waking up to what's going on with you. We done broke out that room and fucking blew it the fuck up. I don't know why those white girls still in that room. I don't know why y'all are still trying to act like, you know, trying to make your bodies look, trying to make your faces look, trying to make everything look like you're 14. That room is bombed out, honey. Those walls don't even exist anymore. You need to come over here. <laughs> the only person you know that wants you to look like that is a man who wants to suck another man's dick. I'm going to tell you that right now. If he wants to go fuck a boy, he should fuck a boy. And it should be that simple. Don't let him hide behind you because he doesn't have the guts to go be what he really is. He needs to stand up to the society like every other gay man who's had to come out and stand up to society and say what he is and go through his rite of passage. Why should this bitch be allowed to not go through the shit that every other gay man has to deal with by being out here and being who they are? No, you go through it too, baby. Why you need me to look like a fucking boy because you want to fuck boys? Go fuck boys. I'm a woman. When I turn a certain age, the estrogen's going to sit on my hips in a certain way and this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And if you don't like that, then you must like different musculature. That, Funny enough, there are people in our own species that have the musculature you're looking for, Mr. I want the bitch to have a fucking washboard stomach. It's called a man. Go fuck him. I'm sure you'll have a really good time. Also, if your father never fucking loved you, maybe you'll get something fucking cathartic out of the experience and leave us the fuck out of it. But y'all can't do that because even when you do your fuck shit, what you think is fuck shit, you need us to stand in front of you because mommy has to make sure everything is okay. Even when you're being bad, quote unquote, because that's what you think, mommy still has to stand in front of you and make sure no, you know, the big bad guys don't come and get you, right? So how can we be both? How come we're these worthless bitches that you don't want to pay 200000 <laughs> The moron I'd be dealing with was like, he's never had $500,000. I was like, stop, don't be me. I'm just saying. There's no way this man has ever had $500,000. Because you wouldn't even say it like that if you had it. How would you say it? You wouldn't. <laughs> what, you wouldn't say anything like about money at all? Why would you have to? I mean, because he's making an analogy about how women are like, no, I know. <laughs> but I mean, who has enough money to make that analogy? Right. Exactly. 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 This was a Virgo. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You, you, you don't know. You don't know. Even in your own analogies, you're giving it away. We are the power. We are the things you want. You need. You're like, mom, mom, mom. They won't let me become a man. Mom, mom, I fucking hate you. You fucking cunt. You fucking bitch. They won't let me become a man. Mama, it's your own motherfucking men who are doing this. They're taking everything from you. We are not doing it. You're like, mom, protect me. Mom, protect me. We can't. 
you know, in certain African cultures, they do a whole show where the mom is like, no, when they come in the middle of the night to take him, to scar him and make him a boy, she, the mom will be like, no, no, but it's like all a ploy. She's not really saying no. They know she's not really saying no. They're just doing it for him psychologically. So he's like, my mom tried to protect me. You know, that's what they want. They want us to put on the show and be like, no, don't take him. But you're not going anywhere. There's no door. You're not getting out. There is no ritual for you. There is no ritual for you. We can't protect you from something that's not happening. And we can't protect you from yourselves either. Because you're so fucking toxic. When we try to come near you to protect you, you fucking kill us. That's, this is what's happening. This is what the fuck is happening. So who survives? How, how do men get out of it? Oh, you know the guys that survive. The ones that do their own fucking rituals. These motherfuckers covered in tattoos, trying to kill themselves on motorcycles, trying to kill themselves in cars, trying to do all this fucking crazy shit that dudes be doing, drowning themselves in the Pacific. Like, all this shit. All this shit that dudes do. They find men who are gonna become men no matter what because they were always destined to be men will find a way. They'll tattoo the fuck out of themselves. They'll try to kill themselves a bunch of times doing crazy shit. They'll get married really young and have a bunch of kids and be like, nah, I gotta provide for these fucking kids. Like, they'll do what they need to do to get into situations that will turn them into men because they know they need to do it. But what about all the boys that don't have that direction and need a strong hand? You're talking about one out of what? 100,000? One out of a million? who on his own is gonna be like, I don't wanna be a bitch. You understand what I'm saying? What about all the rest of these boys? How, can we be mad at them? Listen, you gotta keep your distance. Like I said, they're dangerous, they're murderous, they're mad. I'd be mad too. I'd be mad too. Right? So we can't be too hard, but at the same time, we can't be soft. Because something needs to bust this door down. And the people that have the control to bust this door, they're never going to bust that door down. Are you kidding? If they can have an entire population of boys, why would they want a population of men? Men are difficult to fucking handle. <laughs> Ask me. Men are fucking difficult to handle. Boys, that's easy. A little porn, a little meth, a little fentanyl, a little... Come on. You got it. You got it. Some of the right messaging in their ears. The right porn in front of their faces, right? Electrocute the bitch. She likes it. Stick a dildo all the way down her throat so she throws up and then electrocute her. She likes it. It's sex. That's what sex is, boys. You understand what I'm saying? Of course they feel like this. Just a little perspective. I'll be back. Just wanted to give you that little perspective. You know what I'm saying? So we can't be too hard on them, but at the same time, we can't be too easy because they're dangerous for us. So you have to keep your distance, but hopefully it gives us a little understanding of why they are acting the way they're acting because anyone any one of these motherfuckers who are going to listen to it they're going to think this is a hit piece but see i'm not trying to do that to you honey you're already getting shot you're already fishing a barrel i'm not trying to hurt you i feel bad for you because on the other side of this being a man is fucking glorious the way women treat men you don't even know we worship them <laughs> And that's what you guys want. And you're mad that you're not getting it. But baby, it's because you're not there yet. Y'all are going to have to stick together for more than just football teams and flying the same clothes and wearing the same plaid shirt. Y'all are going to have to figure a way out of this room together. And that means that maybe some more of you need to become leaders and not be so f many followers. You understand what I'm saying? Backbone. We need some backbone from you. That's the only way you're going to get out. Nobody can help you out. We can't get you out, baby. And these men, these men that you look up to, they don't want to let you out. You got you to gotta find a way out yourselves. And this ain't the way. If you were nicer to us, we could help you. 
but right now we're scared of you because you guys are angry and you have a right to be but you know <laughs> keep your distance it's your girl DJ Nar.